In the deep vacuum of space, a rickety pirate spaceship's anchor swings inside a swirling dust cloud. A large shadow moves in the cloud as the pirate spaceship bobs above. The captain of the ship, Nash, a brightly coloured parrot with muscular arms, pulls up the anchor. A rusty shopping trolley swings from the anchor underneath the ship as it's pulled slowly upwards. There she goes. We lost it, says Antares, a grey gangly alien, who throws a playing card of a dragon onto the floor beside Nash. The card reads, Four-tailed planet pollinating dragon, thought to be extinct. Antares's body glows from head to toe with blue symbols as anger takes over him. He turns and points a sword at Nash, forcing him down a plank. Ah, at least we caught the shape-shifting squirrel. What? That thing? It's a shopping trolley. Ah, at the moment it is. The shopping trolley falls onto its side. I need rare creatures. This is for the Marmalade Nebula Zoo, not the tourist trap on Mars. Antares moves a step closer to Nash, who takes a step further back, forcing him ever closer to the edge of the force field and into deep space. Nash clears his voice. It isn't easy finding the rarest species in the entire universe. Antares throws the pack of 52 rare creature cards at Nash. 52 gold pieces for 52 rare creatures. That was the deal. I haven't seen a single creature. Nash slowly steps backwards, nearing the edge of the... You're running out of plank. Meanwhile, on a small blue planet called Earth, Inside a smaller grey building called School, a scruffy-looking, pink-striped-haired human named Poppy sits across from her head teacher. With the head teacher distracted, Poppy sticks chewing gum under the desk. You're running out of time. Why didn't you revise for your science exam? Gravity's holding me back. The head teacher points his pen at Poppy. You're not here to be smart. Well, that's confusing. With your exams coming up, I have no choice but to ask our top student to help. No. I'll not lose a Kevin. Or by the book, badge-wearing Kevin. Kevin, a short, snivelling little earthling, swiftly sidesteps from behind the head teacher. Oh, uh, Ninja Kevin, how long have you been there? 6.2 seconds too long. Ah, honest, punctual, reliable, smart, top of every class. Well, that's enough about me. What about Kevin? Kevin looks over to the head teacher. Yes, A stars in every class... Well, apart from creative writing, I will never lie, sir. It's called imagination. Making things up is still lying. Could this get any worse? From now until your exam, you will eat together, travel together, go to class together. You'll be known as Kevin's Shadow. Oh, it can get worse. Oh, we are not going to the toilet together. By the end of the month, we'll be finishing each other's sentence. No, we won't. Kevin has your report book. Kevin rolls out his stationery collection as if it was ammunition. And extra pads. Poppy's hand shoots up. Hands down. You, young lady, have got to learn that you're not the centre of the universe. Back on the pirate ship, Nash is centimetres away from being forced into space. The tip of his feathered tail breaches the force field and begins to freeze. 
In the background, the computer screen flashes. Possible match. Name, Prime Dill. Nash jumps up. Ah, uh, no, wait! Oh, we found number 15! Nash scrambles to the floor and holds up card 15, showing a two-headed, two-armed, three-legged beast. If you're not right this time, I shall leave you and your two-headed creature at the centre of the universe. Back on Earth and on school turf, children are gearing up for their annual sports day. Kevin and Poppy are waiting on the start line of a three-legged race, wearing a homemade, two-headed T-shirt. One rope is enough, and these three are too tight. Kevin taps his knock badge on his blazer as Poppy rolls her eyes. He flicks through the rule book. The rules state that if your limbs move independently, it's cheating. Does your mouth count? Poppy's pink pet poodle, Lucky, bounds towards them. No, Lucky, I don't have any biscuits. Sit. Lucky sits in front of them. Over there. I wish you could talk. The whistle blows. Run! Poppy and Kevin sprint off the start line and immediately take second place. Surprised at the prospect of coming second, Kevin looks around for witnesses. Lucky is overexcited and runs ahead, knocking over the children in first place, letting Kevin and Poppy take the lead. Oh, we're winning! Run, don't talk! Suddenly, a thunderstorm begins. The eggs from the egg and spoon race begin to float towards the sky. Poppy and Kevin tread air, and a confused Lucky floats up to the sky. The remaining schoolchildren run off the field in fear. The head teacher stares up. Poppy, Kevin and Lucky vanish. Objects fall from the sky, and an egg lands on the head teacher's face. Poppy, Kevin and Lucky now find themselves in the bowels of a pirate ship, crammed in a small wooden cell. The ship rocks back and forth. The shaking intensifies and they fall to the ground. Poppy grabs hold of Lucky and peers over at Kevin, who's already passed out. All is now calm around the pirate spaceship. Blinding sunshine pours through the porthole. Poppy wakes up Kevin by pulling him to his feet, stretching the two-headed t-shirt. Kevin looks around, dazed and confused. Am I in detention? Poppy scans the room and tuts. You've never been in detention, have you? Poppy pulls on the bars of the cell with her untied hand. Detention is much worse. (laughs) This is his fault. Lucky. What a stupid name. It's ironic, so it suits him. Poppy pulls at the ropes connecting them. Right, let's get these ropes off. It's an anchor's hitch knot. You'll only tighten it more that way. A long shadow is cast over Poppy and Kevin as Antares and Nash approach the cage. I cannot understand this creature. Antares turns a pale grey, his tattoos glowing a deep blue. He reaches out for Lucky. Oi, he's only trying to protect us. Antares taps Lucky's nose, and Lucky's barks turn into words. Lucky stops. His eyes scan the room. Ah. Uh mean who are you get away nash whispers to antares wow your powers work we don't need to go to the marmalade nebula after all i'll just get my 52 pieces and be on my way not exactly i was trying to mute him lucky glares up at poppy and poppy peers down at lucky why Why do you you pick pick up up sticks oh it's the law If the stick flies away, don't forget to bark and say, I'll get it, I'll get it. Antares taps on the bars. Ah! 
over here. Are you rare? Why are you going to eat us? Why would you even suggest that? It wasn't a suggestion, it was an observation. It, it wasn't a suggestion, it was an observation. Kevin turns to Poppy in agreement. Antares peers over at Nash. Hmm. One head is smarter than the other. Kevin tries to discreetly point to Poppy. And one head tastes better. She slaps away his finger. Ah! Welcome, Prime Dill, you rare two-headed creature. Nash winks at Poppy and Kevin. Uh, Wait, you've got us confused? What if we weren't a rare creature? Ah! You are rare! Nash winks and nods at Poppy and Kevin behind Antares' back. We would let you go. Oh, good. Into space. Oh, bad. Ah! Walk the plank! Poppy reaches out with her and Kevin's tied hands. Nice to meet you both. We are the very, very rare two-headed creature. Prime Dill! Yes, Prime Dill. Nash pokes his head through the bars towards Poppy and Kevin and points to his winking eye. Yes, we get it. Wink, wink. That's your species, though, isn't it? What's your name? You can call us... Poppy suddenly notices her and Kevin's silhouette against the wall. Shadow. Keep Shadow. Get rid of that common sea dog. No! He can help. He's Lucky. Lucky exits through the large gap in the bars and hits a red button on the wall. Run! Ah! What are you doing? Uh, I panic. What did I do? You lowered the anchor into space. The trolley is now hanging from the ship's anchor. Lucky hits another button. What about this? That's the hazard lights. The ship's lights flash in space. Don't you come any closer or I'll press this one. Nash moves forward. Lucky presses the button. Ah! Oh, you've dumped all the biscuits! Stop pressing buttons. What is your plan? You're a million miles away from Earth and you cannot fly a spaceship. Nash and Antares are distracted by Lucky in the background. Kevin tugs on his and Poppy's tied arm. What's happening? Lucky dropped the anchor and now the lights are flashing and the biscuits are floating in space. No, I mean, what's happening? A, a talking dog? An alien? A parrot with arms? A spaceship? Does this seem normal to you? No. Neither does school. You just have to get on with it. Kevin freezes with fear. Look, we're not in any danger, as long as they think we're a prime dill. Just do what prime dills do. But we have to lie. We pretend. Until, like he said, we learn to fly the ship, and then we steal it and fly home. I can't hold a lion. I'll explode. It's like acting. You've acted in a school play before, haven't you? I was in the nativity. Great! Uh, Who did you play? Don't tell me one of the wise men. Poppy holds Kevin's hand and pulls him to his feet. I played the star. The teacher said it would be best if I stayed at the other end of the room and did talk. Poppy looks at the draped pirate flag, hunches her back and closes one eye. She shouts over to Nash and Antares. Avast ye! Poppy encourages Kevin. Yo-ho-ho? Nash opens the cell door. The ship shakes. Get that landlubber away from those buttons. Ah! Walk the plank! No, wait! This dog is very rare! They all pause to look at Poppy. Why is he? I'm not pressing buttons. There's a, there's a large creature flying underneath the ship. A stupid dog. There's no way he can smell that. Poppy stands proudly over Lucky, 
dragging Kevin over with her. You don't know anything about poodles, do you? Shaking her head as she paces back and forth. They have an incredible sense of smell. I saw it at the window. Great eyesight. Poppy leans down to Lucky. Thanks, I look like a right idiot. Why did you sniff up then? I think I'm getting a cold. Ah, walk the plank, landlubber. The ship is pulled from side to side. Nash grabs his periscope. The rest run to the nearest port. Antares looks to Nash. Didn't you see the giant planet-sized dragon approaching? Ah, space is a big place. That's why they call it space. What's happening? A space dragon wants its trolley. Uh, squirrel. Ah, very rare. It's got hold of the trolley. It will smash us into the rock unless we can unhook it. Stupid poodle's fault. If he's so lucky, send him. Poppy puts her hand over Kevin's mouth, but it's too late. A nervous Lucky is wearing a full spacesuit and is in the airlock. Antares and Nash tighten up Lucky's suit. Don't worry, you've got nine lives. Lucky moves his head from side to side. That's cats? Are you sure? I thought it was dogs. No, it's cats. At least you'll land on your feet. Antares pats Lucky on the head. Still cats. Oh, you learn something new every day. Still tied together and wearing that same two-headed t-shirt, Poppy and Kevin wait impatiently outside the airlock. Outside, an even more impatient dragon circles the ship. Are you teleporting him onto the trolley? Antares and Nash walk towards the control panel. Poppy and Kevin follow. Nash, sitting upon Antares' shoulder, turns to answer Poppy. Ah, teleporting? We can't even afford air conditioning. So how did you pick us up from Earth? We sucked you up in a vacuum. A concerned Poppy stands in front of Antares. Don't tell me you put the vacuum on reverse. Don't be silly, that's dangerous. So what happens then? Lucky is desperately hanging onto a rope as he's lowered down towards the cage that currently is in the jaws of the dragon. And on top of that, he's starving hungry. I wish I was a cat now. Back at the bridge, an image of Lucky appears on screen. Antares hands the wheel to Shadow. Two heads are better than one. Get him right over the cage, but avoid him getting eaten for the time being. How do you expect... Uh, Prime Dills have the best hand-to-eye coordination in the galaxy. Is there anything else we can do? Nash holds out card 15. It reads, Prime Dill. Rarity, 9. Powers, 7. Stars, 6. More information? Great hand-to-eye coordination. Always sings in harmony when working. The list continues, but is restricted by Nash's hand. You seem to be covering the bottom lines. Nash swiftly puts the card away. Poppy and Kevin stand at the controls. Poppy nods to Kevin. This is where your computer game skills come in handy. I don't own a computer. A shocked Poppy looks at Kevin up and down as he blindly presses buttons. You confuse me. The two fumble at the controls. Outside, Lucky is jerked back and forth. It draws the attention of Antares as he hovers behind them. Poppy pulls on Kevin's arm and nods behind her. La 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 la, we are singing, we are singing, The singing continues as Antares stares out of the porthole. 
Lucky holds the anchor and attempts to push the trolley off. The trolley is gripped into the dragon's jaws. Biscuits float past him. He attempts to eat them, but they bounce off his helmet. He gets excited and his tail wags against the space dragon. The dragon's eyes turn to stare at Lucky. Lucky scans the area for help. Kevin scouts the room. Antares is watching the events through the periscope, and Nash is watching on the screen. I don't think I could hold it in. Just a little longer. Be the star. I need the toilet. Kevin looks nervously at the toilet. Poppy reaches over to press the flush. Uh, uh, are, are you supposed to press that? Well, it's only space. It can't do any harm here. The evidence scientists have been hoping for proof of water on Mars, coming from tests on ice found in soil by the Phoenix Mars lander. Look at this. At the bottom, we now see a dark patch after scraping. Tune in next time for another exciting adventure of the Marmalade Nebula. Can Kevin keep up the act without exploding? Will Poppy get back in time for her exams? Does she even care? And will Nash ever stop winking? The Marmalade Nebula was written by Lee Dilly, directed by Paul J. Farrell, and produced by Goatree Films. Sound design and mixing by Adam Davis. Poppy was played by the hilarious Daisy Leverington. Kevin Anantaris was played by the extraordinary Sam Trehan. Lucky, Nash and the head teacher were played by the witty Joseph Maudsley. The episode was narrated by the wonderful Amber Woodfall. <laughs>